Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, with all you have going on, do you find that you are feeling less joy in your day, less happiness, less enjoyment? It is not surprising given the challenges we all face today, but is it possible to find a way to live less in the future, less in the past? Today, we're going to explore a path to be more present in the moment so we can live with more joy in our life. Let's walk. Out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. It is so great to be with you. We start by paying attention, non-judgmentally, feeling our feet on the ground, letting go of whatever thought we had or activity we were doing or plan we were making and just arriving in the moment. And just feeling our body, our feet on the ground, our belly rise and fall. Just standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. And if our mind wanders, which it's prone to do, then we just know wherever it has gone, we let that thought or story or dream be, and we come back to just being present in the moment, feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our hands and arms as they swing as we move. Where is your mind? Have you noticed that it wandered off again to a story or dream? Some other place, some future moment, some past moment? Can we just be present with what is in this moment? Our body sensations, any sound, and just relaxing back to what's here. Softening the hands, relaxing the heart. And re-relaxing the body again when you feel it tightening. And just feel your feet on the ground. 
feel our ankles and our lower legs? What sensations are present? Feeling our head and neck, our mid-back, our shoulders, our chest. I sometimes find the body is a great way to get anchored in the moment. It's so great to be with you today. So great to walk with you. To be present in this moment with you. Again, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. At the last 8% morning, as you know, if you're a longtime listener, we walk, we integrate mindfulness and movement and mental training exercises. Why? So we can train our brain to be more present in the moment. So we can be more decisive in those more difficult situations that we face. So we can enjoy more of these moments that we have in our lives. So we can be present for others. This is the how of leadership. So we can find more courage in ourselves. So we can take more risks when we're feeling insecure in our more difficult moments. And we start just by being present. Just by being here now. So if your mind has wandered again, just note it. See if you reacted in kind of beating yourself up because you weren't able to stay present. Sometimes that happens. And just note that as well. This is the last week that I will tell you that we have a big announcement coming. We just want to get some of our details buttoned down before we let you know of the exciting news. But as we're moving to our idea of the day, just feel grateful to be able to move as you're able. And just feel your whole body as it's standing. And so now moving to our idea of the day. You want to enjoy your life. You want to find more joy in the moments of your life. But you struggle. Sometimes there seems so much you have to do that you feel overwhelmed and wrapped up in getting things done that you don't find you are enjoying that many moments. While I fully understand the overwhelm of work and tasks and family, here's a question I want you to ask yourself. How present are you in your moments? 
of the day. What do I mean by that? Well, let me tell you a story. About 31 years ago, I found myself in a monastery in Thailand. I was always a bit of a seeker, still am. And I heard that I could join and practice in this monastery in central Thailand. So there I was, you know, in this monastery, a Wat, W-A-T, that's what they call it in Thailand. The monastery is a Wat. And, you know, there I am, I'm the only foreigner there, and I'm doing my best to practice this ancient practice of meditation, of mindfulness. You know, we'd get up at 3.30, sit for an hour, then walk for an hour, and then sit for an hour and walk for an hour over and over, and that was what we did most of the day. Of course, there would be meals and cleaning, you know, of the monastery and chores. All This is all part of the practice. But really, this is the basics of what, you know, you would do. This is the first taste of a mindfulness practice for me. And I can tell you that it was very interesting and very odd at the same time. You see, I had some very basic instructions and really, at first, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, but I'm an eager and earnest student. So I did, as I was told, I followed every instruction to the T. And the first thing I noticed is something many people first notice when they attempt to meditate, that it's not very comfortable when you're sitting for an hour at a time over and over throughout the day. The body fights it. You want to move your body just because of the ache you feel. But you're sitting with this whole, you know, all these monks and you don't want to move. And it was not that comfortable and um, pretty challenging. But I'll save that story for another time. The more important insight, the second thing I noticed was far more paradigm shattering what is that? Well, I came to realize that I am rarely in the present moment. What does that mean? Well, I just want you to tune in right now to the present moment. Feel your body. Stand tall. Look around. What do you see? Just be present for a moment. So coming back, I came to realize I was rarely in the present moment. This practice of watching your breath come in and out all day or feeling your feet and your body as you walk has many layers to it. But one of the purposes behind doing this seemingly monotonous practice is that it gives you a chance to learn something about your mind, to grow insight. As you know, we talk about at the last 8% morning, we do mindfulness not to be calm. That might be an outcome. But really what we're trying to do is understand our mind and grow insight into our mind. And I can describe that for me. And, and truly, it might take you requiring to be to do this practice of fully grasp what I'm going to describe. But what I came to realize is that while my instruction was following the breath, 
or the body or whatever the focus of attention was supposed to be, I rarely stayed aware of it or was present to it for very long. Where is your mind? Before I knew it, from following my breath or my body, my mind would be off. Where would I go? I would be off in a story somewhere, making plans, ruminating about some past situation or thinking about something that might happen in the future. My mind would wander off to something that I perceived to maybe be more interesting, more exciting than what I was experiencing in the present moment. Now, this may not seem very paradigm shattering to you listening to this right now, but I can tell you it was for me because it became so clear to me in that moment that I just was not present. I was not in the moment. I was not actually living my life. I was living some story, some fantasy of a future moment that, of course, once it arrived, would pale in comparison to some other future wonderful moment that I thought would happen. And again, I would be, you know, in the future, never really present. And this would happen over and over and over. And the reason you practice is you start to see this for yourself, that, my gosh, my mind is there for a moment, and then it's off. And it's there for a moment, then it's off. I had developed the habit of always living ahead of myself, never actually in the moment of what was happening. Eckhart Tolle said, most people treat the present moment as if it were an obstacle that they need to overcome. Since the present moment is life itself, it is an insane way to live. And I think that's exactly what, that's the sh paradigm shattering insight, at least for me, that I had. I, I just did not know it. And if someone hasn't practiced mindfulness, they may not have that aha experience of seeing how rarely we're actually in the moment. And because, you're, you know, the instructions follow your breath or your body, and then you notice it's wandered, that gives you that insight. Does this happen to you? Have you noticed that you do not live, live very frequently in the moment? What's at stake? If this is a pattern that we all fall into, well, I can tell you, not enjoying what is actually happening in the moment. Think about the great anticipation we might have to eat a favorite meal of ours. But we finish eating, and at the end of it, we come to realize we didn't actually taste the flavors because we were lost in some thought about what was going to happen after the meal or the next day. Did we enjoy the meal? savor the meal? Can we say it was a moment fully lived? Another example for me is when I go walking in the morning. 
I sometimes feel this sense like, oh, I need to finish and hurry so I can get back to work or just get to work. And the feeling is that this moment of walking is getting in the way of something I should be doing, you know, work in this case. And so I feel impatient. And I completely miss the moment that I'm experiencing. And quite frankly, it can be a beautiful moment that is actually happening in the moment with my little doggy dog, Pippa. You know, instead, I'm hurrying through the moment to get back to work. And so I miss a texture of the moment of life and I cannot get it back. Neither can you. And by the way, even if it's not a quote unquote great moment or beautiful moment, it is the only moment that we actually have. So why not be present for it? And by the way, this doesn't mean we don't plan or think about the future. Of course, we need to do that. But it means once we take the time to plan, we let it go and just focus on what is it, whatever is happening right this moment. And we don't habitually live in some other moment in the future or the past. This is no way to live. Thich Nhat Hanh, who is a Vietnamese monk, wrote, life is available only in the present moment. If you abandon the present moment, you cannot live the moments of your life very deeply. I completely agree with that. So what do we do? We practice. That's why we get up every morning. We practice. That's why we start the podcast with the instruction to just be present for whatever is happening. Regardless of whether we think it is pleasant or not, or neutral or not, or exciting or not. But just to be present for whatever is because, you know this, we are neuroarchitects. We are training our brain. And when we practice mindfulness, one of the benefits is it makes us more present-oriented. And this really does pay off because over time, because our brain is plastic, it's malleable, and it changes based on whatever activity we make it do, if we practice for just 10 minutes a day and we keep coming back to whatever is present at the moment when our mind wanders or when we see a, you know, a thought hooks us, if we do this over and over, come back to our body. Right now, feel your body. Feel your belly rise and fall. Be present in this moment. Every time we come back to what's present, our brain adapts and becomes more present-oriented. And we're, we're focused, not only in that moment, of course, but it becomes more of our habit, more of a default behavior. And so for the rest of the day, we find ourselves just a bit more aware of what's going on in the moment than we normally do. And we, that's when we can find a certain joy in the seemingly mundane or mildest moments, the neutral moments, even sometimes the slightly unpleasant moments. The Dalai Lama said there are only two days in the year that nothing can be done. One is called yesterday and the other is called tomorrow. So today is the right day to love, believe, 
do and mostly live. Right? This is where joy comes from. Being present with right here, right now. By the way, when we are more present-oriented, it also really serves us when we are facing our last 8% moments, those difficult moments. Because we can be non-judgmental. We can tune into what's going on. It can help us be more decisive to engage in that conversation, make that decision. So this is, again, neuroarchitecting our brain. So right now, just stop and be present. Feel your body. Just stop in place for a moment. Feel your feet on the ground and your legs and your arms and your torso and your head and neck. Feel your whole body just standing. Now feel your belly rise and fall. Can we be present for this moment? No matter what it presents, pleasant, neutral, unpleasant. Eckhart Tolle said, the only thing that is ultimately real about your journey is the step that you are taking at this moment. That's all there ever is. So moving again, one step in front of the other, moving to our three by three. Three mindful breaths right down into the toes, calming this body. Now move to three gratitudes. What are three things you can feel grateful for pretty easily? That little Pippa Meister is one that I feel a lot of gratitude for. And finally, what do you want to get done today? What are three goals that you want to focus on today that if you got got some progress, made some progress on them, it would really make for a productive day for you? Think in your mind right now. Wonderful. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Write a review, share it, take a picture on your phone, send it onto your social media, engage in our our group, our Facebook group. We are creating a community of last eight percenters who are going to help each other be more present in the moment. Be more courageous in the moment and create the life we all desire. So as we finish, I want to, again, go to a quote by Thich Nhat His uh, He's written many books. My favorite is 
Peace is every step. Peace is every step. Tiknahan. He said, the miracle is not to walk on water. The miracle is to walk on the green earth, dwelling deeply in the present moment and feeling truly alive. Have a wonderful day.